0: Welcome to Stop Hack and Roll, a podcast about how the crushing difficulty of game design and hitting deadlines reminds us of the icy black void of space. I'm James.
1: And I'm Brandon. Today we're going to be giving our state of the network and talking about where we are in the games we're bringing to Metatopia. First off, before anything else, I just want to say Happy yep. Halloween.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a spooky episode.
1: This is an exceptionally spooky episode, filled <laughs> with ghosts and guests and goblins, but no game hacking. Oh, uh, there's some... Mm, no, there may be no game hacking. But it's discussion of game hacking. Yeah. Uh, and it's become kind of our yearly tradition
0: uh, yeah, we're, to we, do this check-in. Yeah, it really corresponds with with Metatopia... Coming, which will be, it's. This is currently it's Wednesday when you're listening to this episode. Metatopia will be this weekend, yeah. Uh, So we will be there, and while we are sort of like touching where we go to Metatopia to touch base with game designers and our friends who are game designers and podcasters and all those people, uh, it's it's a convenient time in the in the uh. In the in the in the year for us to sort of touch base with ourselves and and what we are producing and what the network is doing and and so we did it last year and I would like to keep that tradition going that uh, like we do a we do this pre Metatopia episode where we sort of talk about what's going on with with stop Pack, and roll and we talk about the games we're working on and where they are and then when we come back from it or while we're at Metatopia we record a sort of like state of game design
1: yeah. And that is always a... Well, I guess that the one time has been uh, an interesting episode. Last time we had a rave in the middle of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, But we got to speak with Meg, which was fun, and talk about what was going on at Metatopia. And, uh, this year, my plan, (laughs) if you haven't been following us on Twitter or in the Discord, is to do a, just sit down in the lobby of the Hyatt in New Jersey and talk to people who show up or talk to each other about games and kind of just, uh, there'll be room noise, but you'll get the sort of con experience.
1: To kind of get you used to the idea of room noise from our very clean audio, uh, Pippin is my... Corgi puppy is going to be providing some whines and yaps because he wants me to be playing with him right now <laughs> instead of talking into the computer. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. So th- that'll be, that'll make sure that we're like, you know, easing into it. Uh, yeah. It, you know, what's occurring to me that's maybe worth noting. There's probably some people that don't know what Metatopia is. Sure. So Metatopia is a yearly convention put on by the fine folks at Double Exposure it is a game design convention it is for game designers there are plenty of people that go that are not that don't consider themselves to be game designers and you can go without having designed a game or having a game that you're bringing with you but the con is all about testing
0: yeah I think that's a, that's a that's a very important part um, and so the it is a game of, it, and that's why, why why it is such a good. Uh, moment in the year to reevaluate how we design games because the convention is incredibly expensive. I think it's like $20 to get in if you are going to play test uh, or if you're just going to test games, like just play people's games, which is Um, wonderful.
1: It's $20 for four days of gaming. Well, three days of
0: gaming and a day of hanging out and eating empanadas. Yep. And so people bring games often ga- game designers who have designed games you've heard of. Uh, they bring their stuff that's, that's partially worked everything from, I was in a focus group last year with Mark Richardson, where he ha- said he sat down and started with, I have an idea roughly for a game that uses paper dolls as a mechanic. Yeah. Uh, all the way through to we've played games that were like noir world that were basically finished and ready to go to Kickstarter.
1: Exactly. Um, you can see all sorts of really interesting things because there are people that are complete beginners that are coming in and doing something totally new and, and people and that have zero industry present or media presence and create amazing, awesome, fun games. Yeah. And then and there's also like you can meet Jason Morningstar and Vincent <laughs> Baker and Mark yeah. Truman and Brendan Conway.
0: And I think one of the things that's really cool, and it is really great, why it's a great resource for people like us who are game hackers um, and and thinking about game design in that way. Are um, it's because because the people who are attending the convention tend to be people who are interested in playtesting. You go in knowing you're playing games that aren't done, so yeah. you think you're people who think it attracts people who think about game design, and so it is a convention where people who br- who bring games are bringing things where they're pushing the envelope. They're trying new mechanics. They're trying things out, and and so for people like us, it's a great place to go to sort of like feel out like what are people trying like like what is there's a whole bunch of like powered by apocalypse games what are people doing in powered by the apocalypse now like what like what are like what are th- ways that people are changing and pushing the envelope with that what are like what are what are people doing that are to revitalize uh old yeah. d20 systems like what are the new and off the like like off the board off the wall stuff that people are doing uh because you might want to we might be able to like grab those and use those in other things or exactly uh, um Really kind of just see what's new and original and and unique.
1: Yeah, it's really just a fun, amazing time. Yeah. Uh, so if you are listening to this on Tuesday, stop listening to it. Put on a spooky costume and go do some Halloween stuff. If you're listening to this on Wednesday after having put it down for a day after I yelled at you, uh, you still have today, Thursday, and Friday to go get a ticket, and get to Metatopia. It's in Morristown, New Jersey. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, and at this point, I'm sure there's no hotel rooms, but if you can talk to someone who's going, you, I'm sure you can find a place to crash on the floor.
0: Yeah, and assuming you are going, uh, we're going to talk a little bit today about some of the games we're, we're going to bring, because Brandon and I are both I'm bringing items. so excited. Uh, but also, on Friday at 2 p.m., I am going to be on a panel. Uh, the panel is D18. If you want to look it up on the Metatopia website, it's called actual play podcasts and game design. The meeting point. Dun, dun, dun. That should be a really fun panel. We've got
1: there. You've got some really amazing people on it.
0: Yeah. Um. So I will be there. Um, Megan Dornbrock of the Modifier podcast will be there. Senda of the uh, She's a Super Geek and Pandas Talking Games podcast will be there. And James D'Amato of One Shot and Campaign and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, and we're just going to sit down and we're going to talk about actual play podcasting and how we can get past the the put a microphone in front of a table or in the middle of a table of five people uh, type Podcasting and how can we push that envelope? How can we how can we move the um r- how can we raise the bar for actual play podcasting? Because it's something that like we've all been thinking about doing. Um, yeah, and, and how can actual play pot specifically some of the things we're going to talk about would be like how can we take advantage of the fact that we have listeners mm-hmm. because your typical pen and paper game group doesn't usually have listeners. Um, There's tons and tons of talk all the time of like. Role playing games are not a spectator sport. Yeah, and that is so clearly <laughs> not true. Yeah, guess what? It's 2017, now it is. And that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But- and so So yeah, we're gonna talk about that. It's gonna be fun. Um I should be a good it should be a good panel. I'm excited. I have not met uh Senda, and I'm very excited. Yeah. Um
1: I know that of our Discord, which is a great place to talk about games as well, at least six people on there other than us are going to be there. So Mm. there will also be some kind of a meetup at some point. I'm not sure when it'll be, but... It'll uh, probably just be impromptu. It'll probably be just impromptu. We'll maybe hop on and go, like, tag everybody. Yeah. But uh, if you're going to be there, hit us up. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to... I'd love to take a selfie with you, because I'm a selfie monster. Uh, And then maybe we can dab and spin a fidget spinner (laughs) and... Just revel in everything that is wonderful that people tell us that we shouldn't be able to enjoy,
0: and also some, but not a lot, of the cast of Protean City* will be there with us, uh, just as playtesters. Um, so, greater than half, greater than half. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess I count as a cast member. You so. do count as a cast member,
1: and and I think I arguably count as a cast member also. Yeah. So, so the vast majority. Yeah. Okay, let's let's talk let's talk games let's talk games let's talk games yeah 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 yeah,
0: yeah. so you are bringing uh your game <laughs> yes I am I am bringing Pasión de las Pasiones which I will still just continue slaughtering because my Spanish pronunciation is terrible you can always call it Pasión or okay. PDLP okay I'm
1: not sure if we've talked about it on the podcast but I'm looking right now at the finished cover for the ashcan. So what an nice. Ashcan is, it's like a preview version of something. So it isn't the full thing, but it will be available, hopefully, in published form at Metatopia. We're like right on that on that line of will the book be there or not. <laughs> but hopefully it'll be there for you to purchase. And yeah, check hopefully. Out. Um, I'm looking at the cover, which is uh, much more risque than I originally was picturing. Uh, but so I'm going to be hopefully walking around carrying a, a
0: sexy book around with Pasión nice, nice. de las Pasiones on it. Uh, so has anything interesting happened in the development of that game since we talked about it last? It was probably almost a year probably. Oh my gosh. Everything has happened. <laughs> Everything has happened with this game.
1: Um, So first off, I have been working with Magpie Games on it, which has been just an amazing honor and absolutely fantastic. Um. When I like list my gaming heroes, uh, easily in the top five, there's like two or three Magpie Games writers. <laughs> so uh, having the opportunity to work with them has just been incredibly, incredibly stunning, and they've taught me so much. That's cool. Uh, but I've we've rewritten everything. Uh, when Passion was at Metatopia last year. It had no harm system, which we've now added in a stress system. Ooh, I didn't that, know that. Yeah, it kind of, I don't know if you did. We haven't talked about it a whole lot just because I've been so consumed by it when I'm in it. <laughs> yeah. That I don't talk about it otherwise. Um, But it has kind of a system that I took some nods from 7C. That's that cool. like That you get better, then you get worse, and you get better, then you get worse. Oh, I like that. Yeah, which I think I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, there's going to be six playbooks, including an, an all-new one. <laughs> Ooh. I, yeah, I abandoned three playbooks, and I added a new one. Uh, so the playbooks are La Belleza, which is the beauty. That's the totally new one. It's about coming into a room and controlling people in the room just by your, like, sheer presence. Uh, El Caballero, which is the gentleman cowboy and it's about like you know coming in and handling things straight on head on Dona or the matriarch which is about uh leading people to make the decisions that benefit you and the people you care about uh la empleada which is the employee or kind of like the servant i guess uh that's it's that's a one that doesn't translate super well to to English. I'm still working on the name for that one, and that's why we have Ashcans. Uh, which is kind of about being new to this world of glamour and glitz, and trying to be pulled between two lovers or two potential suitors. Uh El El Gemelo, which is the twin, which is about imitating your twin finding your own identity getting things from them trying to deal with that tension between them uh and el jefe which is the kind of the boss and it's that is essentially an antagonist playbook uh (laughs) and it's about being the one in charge it's about being machismo it's about being the patriarchy cool uh and yeah so there's now, now like a oh sorry go ahead
0: I was going to say, and now um, the last time we spoke about the game, you were kind of waffling back and forth on whether or not it was going to have a GM, and where did you land on that? I ended up having a GM for it.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, as I was putting things together, I can see it running with like eight players and no GM, but I think the average game group kicks it at around three to five players. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'd much rather write the game with a GM in mind, and then put in some rules down the road for
0: how to do it without the GM. Okay, I think that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Uh, I also started, I ran a playtest or two that had more NPCs in it, and I found that the NPCs were working just fine. So, th- so it's a, you know, it's functional, I think. Uh I'm really excited to see it in action again, because it's been a little while. And, uh, like, the the flashback mechanics have been put together in a much better way. There's way more audience involvement That's cool. than there used to be. There's a couple moves where it's like, turn to the audience and ask them, and they'll give you a plus one, minus
0: one sort of thing. That's where, if you want to talk about uh, mechanics that are unique and original and are, like, sort of really stand out... I think that's your your standout thing.
1: It's either that or the questions mechanic. Because there's no stats in the game either. Yeah. Those two things are really what make the game stand out. Yeah. So, I'm really excited to see how it goes. Uh, I am going to have three official playtests for it. And I'm probably going to be carrying around the materials to continue playtesting it at other times, because I know that... People get into conversations and sit down, and then somebody goes, you want to just play it? And so we'll (laughs) see. We'll see if it's three or more. But either way, uh, it will definitely be there in some form, and hopefully it will be there in a purchasable
0: Ashcan form. Yeah, that'd be cool. I actually haven't, like, I don't think I've read the rules in a long time, since maybe since a, a year ago when we did our original episode.
1: I don't think you've read the rules since there was text of the rules. Yeah. Something like that. Like I think
0: I think you've only seen the
1: playbooks and basic moves.
0: Yeah. I also have still have not played the game. We need to play the game with, with your with our home group. And yeah, we totally do. Maybe we can make that as a uh, make that a Protean City episode. Huh. That could be interesting. Would it be you know what it
1: might have to be for if it's Protean City? The PCs sitting down and watching a telenovela. Oh that would be good <laughs> And so we changed the audience
0: reactions to PC reactions okay and then uh, it would be it would what it would have to be too is it would have to be that episode of like a sitcom where the characters are watching a TV show but all the characters in the show are just the actors again. Oh definitely <laughs> And so you'd be talking about what is Puck's reaction but also, like the actor who plays John Hobb is one of the kids on the show.
1: <laughs> I think that could be a lot of fun. That would be really entertaining, yeah,
0: so add that to the list of side episodes.
1: Oh my God, our list of side episodes is absurd, um,
0: but it's good, it's good. so uh,
1: yeah, so that's pasión de las pasiones um, I have another little miniature plan that I kind of have in my back pocket, yeah, that's like if I end up needing to take some time away from a bunch of people for a little while, I might try to write the Aaron Sorkin game we've talked about. Uh, yeah. 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 We need to do that. Cause I really want to try it. And I think that it would actually work very well at the hotel that Metatopia is at. Yeah. Cause it has that circular space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Excellent.
1: Not while a bunch of games are running, but like, you
0: know, post midnight, Walking around that area, I think would work. Yeah, we still need to grab our friend, a couple of our friends who know Aaron Sorkin stuff better than I do, and uh, and just sit down and brainstorm that game. Yeah, probably.
1: Although, <laughs> being very real about it, uh, my knowledge of telenovelas has increased so much as I've been working on this game. Yeah, it might just be that what we need to do is start writing the game and start doing the research. Yep, yep, yep and we'll yep. learn all about it
0: it's time to watch west wing
1: it's time to watch what join us for stop hacking west wing join us for for don't stop but hack and roll with me while i go down this hallway yep our actual play
0: rewatch recap podcast about <laughs> west wing oh that would be an interesting way to no i don't need any more podcast ideas <laughs> No, no no you can't trick me into this one brandon I already have, like,
1: three or four more. Uh, no, I know. I uh, know. Actually, you know what? If we're doing State of the Network, which I guess this kind of is, yeah, we have our new podcast, and we're officially a network instead of just a podcast.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, we've been calling it the Stop, Hack, and Roll Network. Uh, we may change that in the future, but that's kind of the the working title. Yeah, um, and we have two podcasts now. We have this podcast. If if for some reason you are totally unaware of what's going on, wait, uh, wait, what is this thing? We have this podcast. If you don't know what you're listening to right now, this is "Stop Back and Roll," a podcast about a lot of things, but we're, predominantly pen and paper gaming.
1: We're an indie prog rock band. Yeah, uh, this is just a very experimental song. Yeah, um, no instruments, only vocals. <laughs> We're an acapella indie prog rock
0: band, um, is what we're and, saying. And now we have also successfully launched uh, Protean City Comics, which is our actual play podcast uh, of Masks: A New Generation. It is a weekly podcast. We have a a rotating cast of about six to seven players. Mm-hmm. Um, a few of them, most of them, have been on the show already. Some of them are sort of waiting in the wings to come in at the right yeah. moment. Um and it's uh it's cool we we did a whole bunch of uh like vault what we are calling volume zero stuff, uh which was just sort of world building and introductions yeah. to the characters and and I, I'm really happy with how those came out. We did a our first full volume is out uh you can go listen to that now and that's that's one whole play session, which is a a story from beginning to end of the introductions to all of our characters. And a little bit of chaos (laughs) that ensues um, (laughs) while we go to a fashion show. Um,
1: And the first volume, the first issue of Volume Two is also out.
0: Yeah, and actually, by Um, the time, well, so this is this is Tuesday, so tomorrow will be the second volume, the second issue of Volume Two. So we'll have two full volumes out. uh, And and actually,
1: given that I just yelled at you and told you to go do Halloween stuff, uh, you should be listening to this on Wednesday anyway. So it's already available. Yeah, and that's our kind of spooky
0: Halloween episode of Protean City. Yeah. Uh, it's really ultimately
1: a podcast about superheroes and people holding hands
0: at inopportune moments. Yeah, and we, at the time of this recording, have already begun regarding, uh, recording the next volume of the show, mm-hmm. uh, because we've just committed to this breakneck <laughs> speed uh, and we decided to launch a pot a weekly podcast during one of our busiest times of the year uh, so that's fun uh, yeah but we will eventually get ahead of ourselves a little bit and but it's been a blast to record I haven't done an AP podcast before um, yeah. and, and like one of the, th- one of the reasons why I'm doing this panel about actual play podcasting is because we've done a lot of thinking about like, what are the podcasts that we listen to? What are the mm-hmm. story podcasts that we listen to? And how can we kind of like take this thing and make it a little bit more narrative? How can we think about it? How can we tell new and interesting, interesting stories? What is that sort of secret sauce we can generate to put in our podcast, uh, to make it unique and different?
1: Yeah. Uh, and actually, as long as we're talking about, uh, actual play, it's probably worth noting here, I was just on another episode of Party of One. Oh, yeah. Which, congratulations, Jeff Stormer, our dear friend and wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. Yeah, and the hardest he working man now, in podcasting. The hardest working man in podcasting. He has now hit 100 episodes and two years. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, I think a week apart from each other. Uh so that's wild, and i I had the privilege of being on the ninety ninth episode uh so go check uh, out party of go check out Party of one if you have not go check out Protean city if you have not uh oh, you know what else is changing soon that's uh state of the network yeah, this is kind of behind the scenes stage of the network. I'm getting a new job nice um if you've interacted with me online. You may know that I currently have a one and a half to two hour commute and it has been slowly killing me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I love my work. I love my job. I love all my coworkers and I love the kids that I work with, but it's like I can have days that I'm just in the car for four hours just to go to and from work.
0: Yeah. And so it's been hard on you. Uh, It's been hard on your home life and finding free time to write games to play games. Yeah. Um. And sort of as a as a like not as not quite as important, but knock on effect of that, it's made our production schedule for these podcasts a little bit uh, narrower. Uh, Yeah. There have been times where we've had to like wave off and stop recording because you've just been at work for ten hours and then had to drive home for two. Yeah. Uh, and so congratulations for that, and I'm Thank excited you. for to see if, if, if what we've done in the last year and the game you've written in the last year is an indication of what you do when you have no free time, I'm, <laughs> I am terrified and super excited to see what happens when you have time on your hands.
1: Well, step one that I'm hoping to put into effect in the middle of November is I'm going to get back to practicing and trying to work out the tech for Tales from the Cook. Mhm. And my hope is an early 2018 release for the actual YouTube channel. I haven't discussed this with you before <laughs> like just now. That's fine. But like I've been thinking about it and I'm going to have an additional 15 hours a week. Yeah. Which is like a part-time job. Yeah. So like I can set aside 12 hours of that time cuz it's it's realistically it's it's it is 10 to 15 hours a week. So I can <laughs> set aside Eight hours of that to, like, doing more housework, working on myself, uh, getting some exercise in, and still have a solid three hours out of nowhere Yeah, that I can now use to do a fun thing I want to do.
0: That's very cool.
1: So I'm, like, dedicated that I'm not going to let, I'm not going to let two weeks go by with the new job before running a game online while cooking. Cool. First week, I'm going to take it easy, but like get on that discord because I will be looking for people, uh, somewhere between like four 30 and eight 30 <laughs> PM Eastern standard time to run dungeon world. And honestly, I'm getting to the point that I might be able to start running masks relatively soon.
0: Yeah. Should
1: That'd be, be crazy. Be yeah.
0: Um, so we should talk about, uh, the games that I've been working on. Yes, let's tackle this. I'm really excited. <laughs> um, I guess let's get the quick the first one out of the way. Um, I, one of the games that I'm bringing to Metatopia is a, a focus group for the fantasy fantasy football game that we did yep. an episode on two weeks ago. Um, I don't really have anything more than what we talked about uh, other than a couple extra thoughts I've had. But if you are coming to Metatopia and fantasy football is a thing that you are into uh come hang out. We're just going to talk through some things with people. Hopefully some people will give me some ideas and we'll see if that is isn't a real game that I can finish writing. Uh it's a pretty weird thing, but I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to hearing what comes from it because I'm I'm interested in that game.
0: Yeah. I like focus groups. Focus groups are really good. Um sometimes I've done one. Yeah. I ha- I did two last year at Metatopia and just like getting to put your head together with two or three other people who are, like, game design-minded, we broke through a lot of... um a lot of Barry, uh, a lot of walls that had come up and like we figured out, worked through some kinks in the, in the, the, um, the paper doll game. And then actually both of the the things I went to were focus groups with Mark Richardson and we, <laughs> uh, we helped him get through a lot of the early development stuff of the treads game he's been working on. Yeah. Which he's
1: been working hard on that.
0: Yeah. He posted some character sheet type stuff of the tank last week. Uh, and it looked really awesome. I'm so excited for that game. Yeah. That's looking really cool. Uh, oh.
1: Also worth noting, uh, if do you know when that test is going to be by any chance, or when that uh, focus group is going to be?
0: Yes. Oh, um, uh, the focus group is probably going to be at five p.m. on Friday.
1: Okay. So hour. then, once you've done that, and then you go to James's panel immediately after that, I'll probably be spending at least a couple of minutes near the bar. Because the Nebraska Cornhuskers are going to be playing Northwestern. Yep. Uh, so we can talk more about football there if you didn't quite get your fix. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. And and Brandon and I will inevitably do our our s- Saturday evening or Sunday morning panicking, <laughs> fixing our fo- our fantasy teams, which I have historically done for two years now.
1: <laughs> and so, so that's, that's one of them. That's your focus group, which I think, you know, you're going in with what you've got. You've got some, maybe some other stuff to do. Uh, do you have any like activities planned during it or anything like that? Nah, we're just going to talk about fantasy football. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Uh, and that was how the fo- something else. That was how
0: the focus groups I went to last year worked out where papers okay. just walked in and said like, here are some ideas I have. Here are some things I'm concerned about. Do you think this is a game? Do you think this is worth working on in the future? Okay. Yeah. So that that that's, makes sense. That's pretty much what I've got. Cool. So then, I have this uh, other thing. Yeah, let's talk about this other thing. Uh, in the past, we have called it the Ice Road Trucker. Ice, Space Ice Road. Road Trucker's. <laughs> yeah. Um, in if you're looking for it at Metatopia, it's going to be called the Space H- Ice Hauler Heartbreak, which is just a nice. uh, roller coaster of a of a, word, of a sentence to pronounce. Um, and I'm hopefully going to come up with a tighter title for it at some point. Uh, you guys thought "Pasión de las Pasiones" was bad. Uh, but it's very dis- <laughs> is it Completely unpronounceable. That's our goal. Space Ice Hauler Heartbreak. Space Ice Hauler Heartbreak. Okay. Um and so we did an episode on this a while ago. Um, I think. Um but if you yeah. are unfamiliar with this game, because you're a new listener, um, this is our episode where we're checking back in with all the games we're working on. And I'm so sorry. And I'm so sorry. This is a weird <laughs> episode to start on. Um and uh so it is a two player game or a game for two players. Um and here is sort of the the pitch of the game. You play two people who have just met and fallen in love. It is mm-hmm. an immediate, it is deep, it is powerful. Um also one of you has just signed a contract to work for a space ice hauling company. Yes. You can't get out of it because you're not just some schmuck on the ship. You are like going to be the captain of this ship. So it's good and bad. It's bad. You, yeah. can't, you can't get out of the contract. You're you're locked into this. But the good news is because you're the captain, you have some leeway in deciding what exactly your trips look like.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: And so the way in this universe that the, the, the these, these contracts play out is you are you're contracted to bring a certain amount of ice back from space. So mm-hmm. if you can go out to space and get all of that ice you need in one go, one trip and done. If you just get a pile of money and you go home. Yep. And if you have to take 40 years and hundreds of trips, then you have to do that. And yeah. and but but whatever you do, the understanding is like this is this is this is well-paying work like this is why you wanted to do this. Um, and so whenever you are done with your contract, you will be making enough money that you can just retire and you and your loved one can live the rest of your lives. Uh, you can have children. You can send them to college and you never have to worry about paying for anything. You'll just uh, you make a, a buttload of money. Right. There's like there's a big sacrifice that you have made. Yeah. But it's but it's worth it. Right. So that's where you are. You have to go off, and they have to stay, uh, and and so you have to spend some time apart. Yeah. But, but you get to choose some of how that time apart is going to play out. And so there are sort of... the So the way that... Where the actual gameplay is, because mm-hmm. the company understands that you are spending time away from your loved ones, you're spending time away from the world, and because... Some of the routes involve you flying at really, really high speeds. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you come back, because of the way the relativity works, more time may have passed on Earth than you experienced. Right. And so to sort of, and it may have been a very long time anyway. It may, and, it, and even if there isn't time dilation, it just may have been a year or six yeah. months or whatever. And so what they recommend doing is they provide facilities and they recommend you you go through a sort of debriefing. Uh, period where you sit down with a person uh, if you're if you don't have a spouse or a significant other uh it's a good friend but in this case it's going to be your spouse um, and you talk it out and you you talk about what you experienced you talk about what they what they experienced you reconnect and you yeah. and you find that connection again and and reconnect yourself to the world because you've been totally unplugged exactly
1: you you don't even know that Pasión de las Pasiones just came out
0: yeah i mean in this universe, I will, I'll say hypothetically, there there is long distance communication. Like you can send messages okay. back and forth. But because you are like massively far out, the time delay on that is a, is really long. And so okay. functionally, it's just not practical to, ta- to talk to these people. Right. So you really just yeah, are You're, out you're not of,
1: having a conversation.
0: No. You maybe are able to send off some messages on the longer trips that would get back. But largely, you are really... You're disconnected from the world. So the game, okay. so the gameplay itself is a series of conversations um, and, and kind of the rhythm of it is always you decide as the two of you, which of the path, which of the routes you're going to run to go okay. And then you spend a moment, you think about what happened and then you come back and you talk about life and you have a conversation okay. and you reconnect and you touch base with the world and then you choose the next route and you just repeat that. Um, and so and so it's it, like a
1: it's a storytelling
0: game it's, it's a, story, a story it's game. a storytelling game um yeah and the way that the mechanics work is uh, so for I'm, I think I'm gonna have six roots um, have a cup full of ice I've, no I actually I've <laughs> no. totally abandoned that mechanic <laughs> yeah um, because
1: that's because it was a crazy mechanic like I really liked I loved the cup it. full of ice but it it yeah. just,
0: like it didn't fit uh I don't know you could still do it if you wanted to um it's
1: it seems to me that it's a little... It's a little much. It's a little extra.
0: It fell into the category of, of killing your children when you, write, when you write games and stuff like that. It was a thing I was yeah. really attached to, but it didn't really add anything. Um, right. If I can find a way to add it back in, I would love to. But for, for those of you who didn't listen to the episode a year ago, initially this game involved actually having a tray of ice and, and, and cups of hot tea or something like that. Yeah. Um, it was interesting, but I've moved on from that. Um, so you'll have you'll have six routes, uh, and if I pull out my notes really quickly,
1: although, although this game will have two sequels, if James games are any indication previously, <laughs> so maybe Ice Space Road Truckers two, yeah, will use that mechanic.
0: So so you have two. There'll be six routes in in this version that I'm writing for Metatopia. Um, At presumably there will be more. It's kind of designed so that okay. so that the the roots are sort of like the equivalent of playbooks uh okay. in med- in Power Apocalypse games, so that you can easily add more onto the base mechanic, um or the base system and yeah. and uh, you could even like swap them out. It could almost actually and it may at some point be a deck of cards. I have actually frequently oh. envisioned this game being a deck of cards where you could Ooh, I like that. Uh where you could have a whole bunch of roots shuffle them and draw six for the game and then have to work with those
1: or have like a hand of cards even like if you you might have to do five like if you have to do five roots maybe you're holding eight cards at a time these are the pathways that are open in space
0: yeah so okay so here is how these roots sort of broadly look um Everything kind of falls into either a high risk or low risk, uh, category. The, the high risk, uh, trips are the ones that are they're You're moving slower. Um, so you're spending more time in space. There's more time for things to go wrong. Mechanical failures happen. You might get hit by an asteroid, uh, that sort of stuff. If you are traveling very fast, you're spending less time. There's less risk. The the actual okay. the actual like engines that power the ships can go very fast and they are reliable. They frequently they, and because you are getting like you're getting uh, work done on the ship between trips. They're very reliable. So traveling fast is definitely the safe way to go. But when okay. you're traveling fast, that's the thing that kicks in the time dilation and means that you might spend four months out there and your loved one will spend a year without you. Right. Yeah. So it's a trade off. Um, and then from there, in each of those categories, there's low, medium, and high payouts, and those sort of okay. translate to how far out in space are you going, because uh, fur- obviously, like, the further out you're going, uh, the more ice there is, because all the stuff that's close has been mined. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, it's a little bit more exponential than you might think, because also, uh, there's a novelty to getting, like, super far out space ice.
1: <laughs> Especially if you word it as super far out space ice. Yeah.
0: And so each of the routes will have a default payout, um, and so like you'll have like the if there was a card, it would list the the risk, the time okay. the time that you would spend on the trip, yeah, the estimated time that that the person back home will experience, and what yeah. the payout is. So those are the kinds of those are the, the four things you can kind of um, work through.
1: Is is there? like a an element of chance in it or is it straight up this is how far it will be this is how long it will take this is the
0: payout right now there is no chance um i have considered that it's a thing that i think i want to add and if it does that will take the form of the payout will be a dice roll okay um, and you'll roll you'll just roll and you'll get a number and that'll tell you
1: Yeah, I was gonna say if if you end up having an entire deck of cards, you'd almost need to do that to have them be different enough from each other.
0: Yeah. Well so so let's let's if we move forward, I'll tell you how they're different from each they could easily be different from each other without that. Okay, Um, cool. So so for each route. The thing that you also get with each route, as well as just some uh, some stuff about what the route looks like, where it's going. If you're going to an asteroid, are you going to a comet? Are you just going out to, like, uh, the... Uh, f- what's the name of the thing? The ice dispenser just going, I, in I, the I, hallway? I, I, <laughs> no, I was going to go... Are you going out to the Oort cloud? <laughs> um, like, where are you going? Are you going to a planet? or Not planet, but... Um, Did
1: you say Orc cloud?
0: Oort. O-O-R-T. The Oort cloud.
1: Oh, oh, with a T. Okay, I thought you said like ORC. No. You're going out to the org cloud and I was gonna be like, James, I did not know that the game was going in that direction. No,
0: no, no. Um the Oort cloud is where there's a lot of uh there's a lot of it's a hang on, I can actually tell you right now. The Oort cloud is like um it's many, many um astronomical units out, but because you've got these fast ships that's available to you and it's at like I think th- uh, Ten to 50,000 AU out, which is, like, super, super far. Um, okay. And so, you, so you've you got these things, and, um... Uh, what do I want to say? So then each route comes with a list of questions. Okay. And it, each route comes with a list of questions for you, or for one player as the ice hauler, and a list of questions right. for the, the person who stays at home. Right. And... So you, as a group or as a pair, will choose which route the ice hauler will go on. The okay. ice hauler always gets final say,
1: right? But, because they're just not gonna go.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and because they they're the captain of the ship. Yeah. Um. So if they ch- if they want to choose a route that the that their spouse and, or, and loved one doesn't approve of. Okay. That's on. That's on them. And they will have to deal with the sort of relationship repercussions of that
1: right exactly because the because the captain has more has more control in terms of the route, but the lover theoretically has way more control of what they're doing with the time like if if the hauler is gone for five years, the lover could say, "I got a new
0: family, yeah."
1: I mean that that um, would end
0: the game, but yeah, well, there are definitely some hard things that are gonna end the that, that can end the game um like i I definitely okay. want it to be possible for characters to die, okay, um wow, and s- yeah, because the game is gonna get so i i want I have a list of questions here that I had written down um to give you some examples of what I was thinking these questions might be like because so basically um you will have a list of questions regardless of which role you are playing um because you will have chosen a route and um you'll pick one of the the questions and it's sort of somewhere but not not always a question but some sometimes it's a question sometimes it's a story prompt um okay. and so every so two people will be coming you'll be coming back to sit down to play out a scene where the two of you haven't met each other or haven't hung out in a while <laughs> haven't um Hung out. Have been t-
1: separated. <laughs>
0: where the two of you have been separated for a while, yeah, uh, and are coming back together, and you're telling some stories. You're trying to reconnect, and the the, the lover who stays home will have a story uh, or a prompt or something to talk about, and the ice hauler will do have the same. Okay. And some of the some of the questions I wrote down for the ice hauler will be things like talk about a uh, like talk about when you saw a crazy awesome comet out in space. Um, okay. Or talk about how one of your close friends was injured in an accident mining the ice. Yeah. Uh, talk about how you flew past uh, a black hole and it was beautiful and it was the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Talk yeah. about, um, tell a story about how you guys were attacked by pirates and <laughs> and how you got away. Or talk about how there was a mechanical in- issue and how you saved the ship. Um yeah. And so a lot of the questions from, from the, from, for the ice hauler are things like tell stories about the fantastic space things that happen to you, the yeah. things that the, that the lover who stays on earth can never experience the things that they right. are just like, they're just never going to know those, these sights. They're never going to know the, the, the camaraderie of what it means to be a tin can flying at massive speeds outward towards a ball of ice somewhere.
1: Yeah, Absolutely.
0: And for the lover, or for the, oh, this, the... This game is so sad, James, I love I it. And for the lover, the questions that they're gonna, and then the story prompts they'll get are things like, tell stories about the birth of your child. Um, yeah. And tell stories of how the person, how the ice hauler missed the child's, like, first day of school, or first words, or first date. Um, talk okay. about how um, they, how, like, a, a thing that happened with, with their group of friends that the ice hauler has left. What did you guys do? What what was a cool uh, earthy event that happened? Um, Did you guys go to a play? Did you see uh, have a party? Um, Did somebody turn uh, like turn 50 or something? Um, Yeah. And uh, what what were like life events? A lot of the, the, the lovers question prompts are about life events that the, uh, the person has missed behind the sadder of which would be like, Tell a story or tell the ice hauler that their parents have died. Tell yeah. the ice hauler that one of their close friends was injured. Um, tell the story of a friend's or tell the story of a friend's wedding that they weren't there for. Yeah. Um, are.
1: So the the questions for the lover are also on the route. Mm-hmm. OK, because I was I was hearing that and I was starting to wonder if the lovers questions are based on the lovers age
0: they are based on how much time has passed. Okay. And so the longer the longer that the player that the ice hauler is gone, the more things can happen to the lover who are okay. who's remaining home. So right. like, if, the, if the if they if the route is only like a six month route, it'll be like what was a party you missed. But if yeah. the um but if they're gone for twelve years or five years or something like that, then it'll be yeah. like talk about how you went back to school and got a different degree.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Something
0: massive, like how like what were what were one of the trials and tribulations of raising a child by yourself?
1: Interesting. I could see something being done, and I don't know if this necessarily is something that interests you or not. With like having the root, like having an additional choice question of some kind at different like
0: age ranges yeah so the the way that i had thought about that playing in um yeah. is that i'm gonna try to and i i, I kind of don't know how exactly i want to do this because i want to take into account the 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 lover's age but also yeah. the like how old is the ship that you're that you're traveling on um, oh, okay That's the, also as cool. the ice hauler and that yeah. as you like if you have to take a lot of trips like that ship is gonna wear down it'll get old yeah absolutely um and so i think the way i might do this is if i can make it all line up right um it'll be like whatever question you choose you cross off um like the first uh prompt from every other route that you're looking at so oh, okay. you can't take it And then I'll lock them off. So eventually, like, you can't just do the safe route over and over and over again, because presumably the first couple prompts in the list will be the the nice ones. And as you get deeper, they'll be more and more complicated until literally I do want to have at least one of the like high risk lengthy routes be like you die in space. And so in that case, you don't, or, or like, or the lover dies back on the planet. Like they're, they've grown old and they've passed away. And in those cases, you don't, the person who is playing whichever that role is, they are not playing themselves. They're playing a representative of the corporation or a friend. And they've come to the the session to tell the other person that their, that their loved one has passed away. James. This, this sounds
1: really good. So, so so what what do you still have left to do? So we can make sure that you're on that route and getting it done on that
0: route <laughs> um, and getting it done. I've pretty much laid out the routes. Um, I need to do some okay. of the math to just calculate how long they are. Um, okay. And and just so I can get those times, scientifically accurate. I have decided this, I want this to be stupidly scientifically accurate. I have a whole Google Doc for it. Um, I'll snapshot a picture of the Google Doc I'm using, and I'll uh, I'll tweet it out on the day we release this. Um, okay. but I want to know like how long the routes are, so some of those details. Um, and then I have a whole big doc of questions and story okay. prompts, and I kind of just need to once I've laid out the different routes, shuffle the questions into the into the routes that I need. Uh, and okay. Then, and then just trying to figure out kind of how many um, how many uh, questions each route needs to have. Um, yeah, I'm gonna aim for about ten. But oh wow, okay. But it might not need that many. I because the because again the last piece that I haven't even thought about is um, how much they're gonna pay out and yeah. how much the contract is.
1: Exactly. Like how how many how many stories are being told is a huge part of that.
0: Yeah. And, 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 and actually that might be a thing. That is the thing that I'm most likely to iterate during the playtesting because yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take to play through these scenes. And so if yeah. they take 20 minutes each, then it should probably only be like three or four that you do. Uh, right. To play uh, the game. And but if they're taking that- five minutes, then we should have, you should have like a lot of scenes.
1: That also might depend a little bit just upon the players. Yeah, like I was, I was listening to a to a different masks AP today, and their fight happened. Their fights happen so much quicker because they spend less time doing nonsense. Not nonsense.
0: They do <laughs> they, less time. They, I resemble well, that <laughs> remark.
1: <laughs> In some cases, they do less time doing nonsense. Between the moves firing, yeah, and so like there are plenty of people that can sit down and play reflections and be done with it in an hour, but you could play reflections over an eight hour span if you put your mind to it, yeah
0: yeah, and and I think that there should be some flexibility in it and and, and ultimately, like actually changing up how much your contract is would be a really yeah. easy way to make the game harder or or um or easier, because if you set the contract, like, the contract to being really low, you'll play a short game, and no one will probably die, no one will get injured, you won't be that long, gone uh, apart from each other that long, and you could play, like, just a really interesting, lighthearted game about two people who are experiencing life separate from each other, and trying to deal with that. Or you could choose to set the difficulty really high, and and increase the likelihood that one or both of the characters will die.
1: Yeah, that's very true. Which is good. It's it's nice having it's nice having kind of uh, pressure gauges
0: on games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something we've talked about in the in the past. Is that really? I think so. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, we've done so many episodes now. I was yeah. about to. Th- I was thinking I was so brilliant for <laughs> talking well, about that. We've
0: talked about uh, like dials and and knobs that you can turn to make things change and uh, under the That's hood true. of the game.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know if Passion has any of those. Yeah. It. Although, actually, I do have a brief section where it talks about like what you want the game to be rated, mm, and yeah. gives like a tiny bit of advice about changing that rating. That's going mean, to be expanded more in the real one.
0: Something that I would ideally strive for would actually be that you could play the game um, in a session with two people yeah. in two to four hours or whatever. I mean, probably four hours would be really long, but um, four hours is long for two people. Yeah. Or you could play it the way um, that Taylor is playing the um, the Quiet Year.
1: Oh, yeah, like from the Jackals to the Shepherds, playing the Quiet Year like one week
0: at a time over an entire actual year. Yeah, you could almost play this game and spend, like, depending, like you could, I could almost create a document that would recommend, like, if you're going to be apart for two months, play this, like, wait three weeks before you come back and play the next session and actually or play just do this. it for real yeah yeah play the g- I mean twelve years later the first person who p- plays this game over the course of forty years <laughs> um I will shake that person's hand very very firmly
1: <laughs> they get their copy of the game for free yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> oh my gosh how bonkers would that be
0: (laughs) yeah so i think there's it's it's still a light game i don't see this being like a huge game um like i said i I have imagined it printed on cards um i have also imagined it as a a, uh in taking the form factor of a booklet i imagine a lot of the um the or a like a pamphlet like a a manual um if you ever played any of the old mech warrior games uh, yeah, like back in the day, a lot of times their their um their instruction manuals looked like mech warrior handbooks, like pilots handbooks. And so they, yeah, like, they were cool. And, and like that's that's kind of the aesthetic I've imagined this game might take if I ever printed it. And it would have a lot of information okay. from the um from the corp like the, the ice hauling corporation. Yeah. About how to like how to go out, how to like reconnect with your loved ones and stuff like that.
1: You know, what could be kind of cool Tell me if this is insane. I'm picturing a little board, like one of those like little miniature boards that comes with some board games, mm-hmm. that like each player has their own board, and a card is put down on top of the board for each mission. Once it's been done, mm-hmm. that maybe has the amount of money and shows how much time has gone by.
0: That would be a good way to do that.
1: And then maybe even have like a note, like you know, like show as you're hitting different thresholds for ages how things change in there.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm having a hard time describing it because it's a very visual thing. Yeah, I think Uh, I got
0: you, though. I have imagined that the game will come with a map of the solar system and where all the different uh, uh, routes go. I
1: I think if you and I end up hanging out for a weekend talking about uh, games, I can maybe show you what I'm picturing. Okay. I foresee that Uh, that will
0: happen in about uh, oh, two weeks from when we are recording, and uh, four days, or two days, from when uh, when we when this episode goes up. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. <laughs> it's it's so less than
1: two weeks. It's a week.
0: Oh god, it's a week. I have to Today's finish this Thursday. game. Today's Thursday. You need to finish this game. So uh, so yeah, I, so this game is, is very rough still. Um, I've called it an alpha test. I'm very excited to hear what other people have to say. Um, I need to finish it. I need to... Come up with a better name. I'm just really hung up on that. Um, I need to come up with a name for the Ice Hauling Company.
1: Ice Corp.
0: Mega Ice.
1: Mice Corp. Yeah, all I can, Mice th- Corp.
0: <laughs> all I can think of is, um, in the Expanse, the Ice Hauling Company is called Pure and Clean. But it's spelled like P-U-R-N-C-L-E-N. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of this game has taken influence from the Expanse books. Uh highly, oh, yeah, highly recommend going to read those. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to see what people think. Um, I think that there are still, like, a couple different ways that it could go. Um, yeah. I am a little concerned that uh, that the game is highly focused on the ice hauler and that there isn't okay. enough for the the person who is staying behind, the, the lover, to do. Okay, yeah. I can see how that would be a concern. They need to have, like, because in the way that the ice hauler has ultimate say about what route they take the lover needs some sort of dial of control.
1: Well, I think the lover has an enormous amount of narrative control.
0: Yeah, they get to say a lot about what has happened to the the, the their lives and the lives of their friends and, and everyone, in, and like, they can kill off can, the, the ice hauler's family members.
1: They could kill off the entire world. Like, they own everything on, yeah. on the earth. They You could have the ice hauler come in and the lovers say, like, "Yeah, nuclear winter. Yeah,
0: we're all dead. That's good. I had not considered larger world events, but that should definitely be on the list of, of story prompts. Absolutely. And like the
1: the the lover has just can just choose anything. Yeah. Like because any question you can turn to make it a powerful narrative moment.
0: Yeah. And and so it'll be interesting. It'll, and like because it is, it will be. Uh, they will be the the way that that I've envisioned the story of this going, that literally the ice hauler gets off the ship and goes to the debriefing room to meet to reconnect with their 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 lover, and yeah. so I need to find a better word than lover. I just for some reason that really that rubs me you the wrong. You really do I can see that you don't like it. Um, it just feels very flippant, and I I, I need some better word for it. Um, but uh we don't. Really, yeah, there isn't don't there isn't if, a really I'm, good non gendered. Uh, word for someone in a relationship other than significant other partner. Yeah. Partner doesn't really have that because like a a large part of the partner is a good word. And I don't like, I don't mean to to, to throw shade on anyone who uses partner to refer, to refer to their um, partner, to their their, their partner, but it doesn't convey the, the raw passion that these two characters are supposed to start with. Yeah. um, And, 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 and maybe continue with, but maybe lose.
1: Right, absolutely. Well, I am I am so deeply enmeshed in telenovelas right now that all I can think of is, like, is, is lover.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But so that's where that is. Um i don't know if i have anything else to say i have a I'll, all right i'll post uh, i'll have to also i tweeted some of the notes that i took for this um i drew out a whole bunch of crazy charts i really like got awesome. stuck <laughs> in the weeds of the actual math of how to like measure how long these things are and then like yeah. going back and saying oh i want the i want the, the the ice hauler to be gone for four months and the lover to experience uh Two years, so that means that the ice hauler needs to be traveling at this speed, which means they need to go out this far and then, like, look at a real map of space and is there something out there? Uh, And I'm going to fudge some of it because ultimately it really isn't that important to anyone And it's due in a week. It's due in (laughs) a week.
1: You can fix the math, you can fix the science, you can fix the numbers all later. Right now you're trying to get your concepts and all of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you have anything else to say about that? Are is there is there anyone you're like secretly hoping against hope will end up in your playtest?
0: Um. I don't know. I I had reached out to uh, Alex Roberts just because she has also run some playtests of of two player yeah. games, and she was really excited about it. She actually had awesome. apparently there is an um I can't remember it, but apparently there is a, an anime film that is almost the same plot. Really. So I need to go find it and watch that um but she was really excited so that would be great like she is just a, a person who gets romance games and gets two player yeah, games um and she's also working on her own game of two player like weird um uh, sexual tension cuz the game the game is called tension the, it's called um, tension yeah and so that would be cool um someone like uh I don't know. Some uh there are a lot of people. Someone like Joshua AC Newman who has written a bunch of science mm. fiction games and kind of gets the science fiction that I'm Oh yeah, definitely. In. That would be really cool. Um but we'll Jeff see. Stormer, really, the anyone. hardest
1: working man in podcasting.
0: Yeah, that man knows two player games. So yeah uh, I would be frankly honored and terrified. Awesome. Well, yeah, well hopefully not people, all of those people. Definitely, Jeff. Cool. I'm going to make Jeff I'm going to try to find a way to make Jeff play the game <laughs> regardless. Well, let me-
1: I mean, it's two player. You can probably set it up at some point somewhere in the con.
0: Yeah, I have um, almost no interest in playing this game. Yeah, I've kind of pulled a um, Dan Ender's in that I've written a game like he wrote the bite that he just has no interest in playing. Um, yeah. I just think that this game has. I think the thing that is great about this game is that it has the potential for there to be for people to pour so much emotion into it. And mm-hmm. I just don't feel like I'm in a place as a role player where I can okay. do that justice.
1: Well, maybe this is your challenge to do it. Yeah, it might be. Maybe you and but, I will play it. We'll make it real awkward. It'll be good. Yeah. Great. Okay, so if you are listening to this and it is before the weekend, uh, come and find us in New Jersey if you can. Uh if not you'll be seeing both of us tweeting an enormous amount about games and i'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh you know where you'll be seeing us tweeting about games? On our Twitter at stop hack and roll or individually at Dr. Captain Cobalt
0: or i'm at End the meltdowns. You can find the this episode if you want to find it again uh, or all of our <laughs> old episodes um and links to some of the games we've been working on. Uh, I'll have to find a, a way to put this, the the uh, Ice Road Truckers game up as soon as I finish it, on www.stophackandroll.com.
1: Uh, you can email us at
0: Brandon or James at stophackandroll.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes or Google Play. I believe we are on Stitcher. Uh, we are pretty much anywhere that you would like to find uh, podcasts. Um, and please, uh, if you can take a moment out of your day, uh, go rate and review us. Those reviews help, uh, help us show up in other people's uh, lists and uh, help us uh, spread the, the awesomeness of this show.
1: We make this podcast with the support of our amazing Patreon backers. Backers like Rob Harvey, V. Brower, Declan Chadbourne, who just got married. Congratulations, our dear friend Declan. <laughs> Chad Owen, Blake Ryan, Troy Pitchelman, Jimmy Rogers, Richard Croats-Landry, Riverhouse Games, Randy Lubin, Nick Clark, Robert Kosick, and Rob brazado We're getting to a point that we might need to restructure doing this. You guys have all come out and done an amazing <laughs> job. And now we've got this amazing list, and it's all these people that we are such enormous, huge fans. Of. Yeah. Actually, Thank you so much.
0: um, fun story when we were at the wedding and I was talking to Declan a little bit, he has some yeah. really cool ideas of how to do, um, uh, miniatures based games that we haven't talked about a yeah. lot. Uh, and so I need to like mine his brain for ideas cause he has some cool ideas that will mesh up really well with the, um, uh, the, uh, the threat tracker from apocalypse world. If you want to have conversations like the one I had with my friend Declan, <laughs> um, and, and you want to support the show in a way that isn't financial, which is totally fine, uh, come Absolutely. check us out in our Discord. It's a great chat. We talk about everything from, from this game design to we're talking about superheroes now. I have a channel where I rant about DC uh, television shows on the CW. I think we're going to start a video <laughs> game channel. Um, everyone wants to talk about um, Mario uh, Odyssey. Um, and so you can find that at tinyworld.com slash Discord or at discord.stopbackandroll.com. Yeah, if if you back us on Patreon, um, Metatopia is a great time to get the high five we promised you.
1: Oh, actually, you know what we should also bring to Metatopia?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have some some stuff we've, like, st- uh, like uh, some secret Stop Back and Roll swag. So if you find us at Stop Back and Roll, hit us up. Uh, we'll give you a high five and maybe something, a thing so while you're uh gathering uh, like maybe uh 20 of your friends to cram in your tiny honda civic to drive to uh to morristown new jersey to come see all of us um and listen to my panel and play these cool games and maybe buy brandon's book don't forget to turn on your radio and listen to the latest episode of protean city comics and don't forget to stop hack and roll Oh, no. Hang on. Dropping stuff.
1: Okay. I can't <laughs> hear you. Sometimes. I don't have any headphones on. Okay. James can't hear me right now, but I just made him drop stuff using my mind.
0: Don't be hating on my fidget spinner.
1: I'm not hating on fidget spinners. I unironically love all of the stuff that millennials do that we're not supposed to do that people like make fun of.